Greenfield housing developments are residential communities built upon land which was not previously occupied by anything else. These modern homes are often very energy efficient, but a new report by Transport for New Homes has found that these developments are offsetting their positive contribution to reducing greenhouse gas emissions because of a lack of planning around sustainable modes of transport. I went to see for myself. So I've just stepped off the bus here at Trumpington Meadows. This is one of 20 housing developments from across the country visited by Transport for New Homes, who released their report on car dependency in greenfield housing developments earlier this week. The report found that overwhelmingly, modern developments like this one are heavily designed around people getting around by car, rather than the more sustainable modes of transport we're supposed to be moving towards to help tackle our carbon targets. I've come here to discover why driving is so often the answer for residents looking to get around, rather than biking or taking the bus. While walking around, one of the main things I'm noticing is the sheer number of parked cars on the roads, with pretty much every available space being taken up. One thing I would say is that there are plenty of provisions for pedestrians. Another thing which does jump out, however, is the lack of shops, cafes, restaurants, facilities that residents would otherwise need to take their car to go and visit. I've come to the other end of the estate and I'm seeing the route now out by road. It's a big junction, an intimidating one for cyclists to say the least. The internal road layout, the car access onto major roads and with large junctions, the quantity of residential car parking tell me that ultimately car dependency in this neighbourhood in particular is still very high. I want to find out more about why housing developments like this, despite their promises of sustainable self-contained communities, are still so heavily reliant on cars as a mode of transport. That's why I'm chatting to Stephen Joseph from Transport for New Homes, who conducted the report into increasing car dependency. Our report found that building in the middle of nowhere, uh, what we've christened cowpat developments, with poor or no public transport and with no local facilities and with poor or no walking or cycling facilities has resulted in many developments being completely car dependent. People have to drive everywhere, you know, sometimes miles to get a pint of milk. We're not saying that all developments are like that. We've highlighted several in our report have better facilities, have local services, do have some public transport. So that proves that we can do this. It's just that at the present, that's not happening. And why do you think that sort of ideal you mentioned of bustling community hubs where people have shops, cafes and businesses in those, those exception greenfield sites, why has that not come to fruition? It seems that there's a number of reasons why this is happening. It's down to the way in which national planning guidance works, the application of housing targets that don't work and that the make developments happen in the wrong places and to the wrong designs. What our report says is that we have to do things differently, that we have to put developments in the right place, avoiding the cowpat developments with viable public transport, more choice for those without relying on the car and changing the way in which we plan for parking. 
Uh, that doesn't mean no parking, but it does mean that we need less parking outside houses. And in some cases, Trumpington would be an example, actually, some quite good aspects are let down by the detail. And if you just get the detail right, then you can make a big difference. Are electric cars the answer here? In broad terms, of course, we need electric cars as part of the response to the climate emergency. The problem is they're not enough. If we just have electric cars, we've got to make it much easier for people to do other things, to use public transport, to access what, in in Trumpington's case, is a relatively good public transport network, to be able to use bikes, to be able to walk places without being made to feel second-class citizens. In terms of actual recommendations, we think the government's national planning policy framework needs to be redrafted, and we need to encourage working together of different authorities. So in the Cambridgeshire example, you've got a number of different authorities involved in transport, but the district councils are the planning authorities, and their involvement with wider transport links can be tenuous. I think fundamentally we need to see transport as part of the building of new developments rather than as something that's treated as an afterthought or in some cases not thought about at all.